Hey, my name is John. I am the director of marriage ministry here at Watermark, and this is my wife of almost 20 years, uh, Pam. So we celebrate 20 years in uh, July. Can you believe that? <laughs> if you knew what you had to put up with, you'd give her a standing ovation and not a not a golf clap. Um, but man, it's going it's gone by really fast. It's going to be really fun just this summer to you know just kind of celebrate that. And so um, you know normally when we get up and we talk, there's just kind of a handful of topics that we'll just pick from the reengage curriculum and say let's just do a double click on any of those. And tonight we just you know knowing that we had this, um, we just sat down last night and just said hey, what are, what are some things that we're still learning or things that we're still um, kind of trying to take ground in or that are just kind of they're not theoretical. This is kind of where we live in. Uh, right now. And so tonight what we're going to do is just kind of give you four of those um, that, that we're thinking about currently, and uh, maybe they'd be a, a help uh, to you. So anything else? Yeah, no. Great. Yeah, okay. this is, we'll have some current examples as well, of some <laughs> ways we've done well and some ways we have totally messed up. Yep. So um, hopefully they'll be applicable to you guys. Yep. So the first one is when it comes to anger, uh, you can dump it or you can drink it. Okay, you can dump it or you can drink it. And so what I've been thinking about recently is that whenever I get agitated with Pam or my kids or my friends, whatever it is like that, it's kind of like this this big hot cup of coffee or whatever whatever your hot drink of choice is. And I've got a choice in that moment either to kind of, you know, sip it and nurse it and and uh, and keep keep drinking from it until I get really really good and angry and and hot and bothered. Or I can just take the cup and just go, I'm not, I'm not going there. Right? I'm not going there. Either just to drink it and nurse it or just to dump it. And so a couple weeks ago, uh, we live, I don't know if, you know, uh, I think a lot of houses in, in Dallas have kind of the back alley thing. Our home was built like in the 70s, so it has the back alley. And so, uh, you know, getting two cars back there is always, uh, it's always a little tight, kind of getting into um, our driveway. So I pull around. And Pam is uh, is kind of parked, basically like in the middle of uh, of, of the driveway. Anybody ever had have that happen? Right? You know, so you know where I'm going with the anger thing, right? You know how those two kind of connect. You know, and I was like, doggone it, you know. So now I've got to back out. Uh, I've got to back all the way back out of you know of the alley and go park on a side street, you know, and and kind of uh, go walk in there. And so, so that happened. And then uh, later that day, you know, we both went out and came back and the same thing happened uh, again. There she was, her little silver uh, Yukon right there in the middle, you know. And I just, I remember throwing that thing in reverse and, uh, and going, to the, going to the side uh, the side street and coming in like, I'm going to make sure that she knows, you know, I had to walk a good Geez, what was that? Probably ten yards, fifteen yards, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, which I you know, could stand could stand to do. But I just remember just being so angry um, because of where she where she was parked. It was just something little, and and feeling like in that moment, uh, as I came through the gate to go uh, back around the house, I had a choice at that moment, and I was either going to just kind of like hold on to anger. Um, and take a next step and maybe, you know, make her pay uh, somehow or let that just kind of rattle around in my heart uh, or I was just going to just, you know, let it go. And I, I remember just, you know, I guess God's grace, um, I just remember I had this visual image of just going, you know, and just dumping that as I, as I walked in. And I don't, did I even say anything well, to no, you? Well, no, I was going to say, have. I didn't know anything about this until yesterday when we were talking about it. I can't even remember parking in the middle of the driveway. So obviously you dumped it really well. Great yeah. job. Um, I, on the other hand, just a couple of weeks ago, um, just really kind of nursed my anger. And um, John was 
in the shower and said something kind of over the shower door. Snarky. Um, that, it was Very a little snarky. snarky, but um, I just sat there for a minute and let it stir, and then I slammed the door and kind of walked out. And then I tried to even not play like, it off. You, you, no, not that I yes. closed it firmly. There you go. And then tried to play, <laughs> and he was calling me from the bathroom. I even heard him, and I pretended that I didn't hear him. You and, rascal. Um, yes. Rascal. And um, just kind of nursed it a little bit, and then I might have nursed it longer, but he just kind of brought it up. He apologized for the snarky comment, but um, I did. I just let it kind of fester for a minute, let it fester some more, and walked out, pretended I didn't listen. Um, and I kind of just um, kind of drank that anger and let it stir up in me a little bit. So you all know that. It's so easy, and just in the moment, you can kind of nurse it and drink it, or you can just dump it out. Yeah, and, and I'm just... Um, when you read about kind of marriage and relationships and things like that, one of the things <clears throat> that becomes really dangerous in relationships is this idea of contempt. Like just holding someone like in contempt. I'm just, I'm just angry at you, or <clears throat> I, I, you know, uh, I've got something against you. And uh, there's a researcher. His name is John Gottman, and he calls that one of the four horses of the apocalypse. Uh, and just in regards to marriage, I mean, it, is, it is a really serious. Uh, it, it's a really serious deal and a real relationship killer. And so um, I would just encourage you to think about kind of your own anger. What are you doing with it? Are you, are you nursing it? Are you letting it um, kind of amplify? Or are you just taking it to Christ and saying, you know what, I'm just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to forgive him or I'm going to let that, let that go. Uh, but I, I'd encourage you to do kind of the latter. So. Yeah, and so the verse Proverbs 19.11 said, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. So in the moment, if you can just dump it out and kind of overlook, if I could have just, in that moment, just kind of overlook. I know John didn't mean that. He doesn't. He's typically not kind of sarcastic and, and unkind with his words. Just to overlook that and go on. Um, but it is to a man's or a woman's glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11. Yeah, that's good. So second one of these is, you know, after 20 years, that humility still looks good on both of us. A lot of my clothes we were talking about, um, someone was just saying a second ago, they think they put on a pound for every year uh, they've been married, you know, and uh, I, I might multiply that times two. So there's, there's lots of, like, seriously. Um, so there's lots of my clothes that don't fit uh, anymore, but the scripture talks about humility almost like a garment. And I would just tell you that we both look really, really good uh, when we are wrapped in humility. So a great verse for this one, Colossians 3, 12 and 13. And therefore, as God's chosen people, chosen people, holy and dearly loved, like John said, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Um, I would just encourage you, if you don't have a scripture kind of memory idea for the summer, maybe with your family. We did this as a family last summer, um, just specifically on one of our trips. We just kind of read it every morning. But just all those things to physically put on, you know, picture yourself putting on humility and putting on patience and kindness, um, but specifically humility here. And that's Colossians 3, 12 and 13. Yeah. And so humility is, I mean, it really is a posture. It starts first first before God. So we talk, before we talk about humility uh, before before our, our spouse, <clears throat> we need to think about it in terms of before God. And so humility just, you know, in many respects is just, um, God, you, you are most important. I am not. And I want to do what you, what you say. Right? It's not, it's just not about me. My life is not about uh, me. It is about you and giving you honor and glory. And I just humbly submit myself to you. And I want to do whatever it is that you tell me to do in your word or you show me and prompt me in your spirit, right? Not what I want to do. I'm not here to serve me. I'm here uh, to serve you. 
And so if you, I would just tell you, if you would just humble yourself before God, just make that a daily part of your practice. Um, you know, read, read the scriptures and pray and just sit, sit before God and just say, you, you, are, you are in control and I'm here to serve you. Uh, you will be amazed at what a difference that will make in your marriage. You'll be shocked at how if you humble yourself before God daily and how that kind of walk in that posture, uh, what kind of impact that will have. And conversely, I mean, it always has an impact in uh, your marriage when you have a humble posture towards each other. So you walk in, you know, rather than getting all dressed up in something else, you, you clothe yourself in humility and you walk towards your spouse. And the, and the posture is, I, I'm not the most important person here. You are. Right? How, how can I love you and how can I serve you? And... Um, and that, that just, that, that posture changes everything. And uh, one of my friends, Ron Deal, it's, it's a quote in a humility lesson, but it's just, it's just this, that God opposes the proud and so do spouses, right? <laughs> right? We just, you know, and, and so biblically that means active, like God is like actively opposing us when we're proud, which is kind of the posture that I have towards Pam. If she comes at me, you know, uh, arrogantly or angry, I just want to, I just want to oppose her. But when she comes softly and she says, man, you know what? I'm not the most important person uh, here. And uh, how, how can I love you? How can I serve you? I mean, it, it automatically makes me want to reciprocate. Uh, it makes me want to love, uh, love her more. And so um, I would just tell you that, you know, I, I've read a lot of marriage books, and Pam and I both have. But when you get someone to humble themselves before God and humble themselves before their spouse, they tend to figure out just about everything else. So you won't find humility in a lot of marriage books. You know, it's in, it's in a whole chapter in Reengage. Um, but when someone is humble before God and humble before their spouse, they tend to figure out whatever it is uh, they need to know. Whether they, they know a technical term or they know uh, they've, they've sat with the counselor or not, uh, they will figure it out uh, when, they sit, when they're humble both before God and before man. So, yep. All right, so the next thing um, that really is kind of, especially right now in our grill, number three, there are times when you have to hold the rock. Um, so there are times um, when you are kind of the one in the relationship holding the rock. Um, so just to explain it, and it's not always equitable. I mean, there, be, there may be times that you feel like you're carrying the weight more than your spouse. Um, but just recently, um, we've just gone through this, so I lost my dad very suddenly just a month ago. And um, it's just been a rough, long month. And... Um, just for John to say it's okay, you know, that you're not your normal spunky self. It's okay. I mean, like, he's held the rock um, kind of for our family. Um, it's just I've kind of helped take care of my mom and just kind of walking through this. And so, um, you know, just it's, it's okay if I'm not amazing all the time. It's really okay. It's okay if my mom goes on part of our vacation with us this summer. For my sweet husband to say, I would love to include your mom on our vacation, part of it, um, with us. <laughs> She's coming in halfway. Um, but just that, I mean, just that um, he's kind of just held the rock. Um, so it's a great picture um, just for our family and for our relationship. Yeah, because there's just going to be seasons, right? Um, so not, not every week, not every month, not every year is the same in your marriage, in, in life, and definitely in your marriage journey. And so, uh, you know, my dad died um, several years ago, and at the same time, there's just some you know, some tough stuff just with, with part of my, my role here. <clears throat> and I remember Pam just being amazing. Like she just, um, I didn't have to run hard or jump high to kind of get her affection and approval. She was just like, I've got this, you know, I, I love you. And I just gave me slack uh, at the house. 
And, uh, and I remember just, you know, it, took, it felt like it took about a year, uh, candidly. And I, just, I think we were sitting in the backyard or something, and I just remember going, hey, you know what? Like, I think I'm back. I think I'm good. And uh, you don't have to. Uh, we're, we're, we're an equal team uh, now. But thank you so much just for the ways uh, that you serve me. And uh, that, that will come uh, for all of us, right? Pregnancy, um, if you have enough kids, somebody's going to get postpartum. Um, so I, I was kind of number three for us, just about killed us, you know, I mean, and, and, uh, and killed Pam. There was a reason we only wanted three kids. Uh, we, had, we ended up with four, uh, which was a shocker, but our third was just hard. It was just, it was just hard. And there was, that was a season where we just had to give extra grace uh, to Pam and, um, you know, and just, just serve her. Not all opportunities uh, were created equal. And uh, there's just going to be some times, I think, that you're going to have to carry, uh, carry the rock for each other. And in those, those times, you don't keep score. Right? You're not saying, I'm going to serve you, and you better take note of this so that you can pay me back later. Right? Because you, you just went in the hole, and for you to get back to even means you're going to have to, um, you're going to, have to pick it up uh, a little bit. That's not, that's not the way grace works. That's not the way God relates to us. Um, it's not equitable uh, the, way God, the way God is related to it. He loves us even while we were still sinners. Right? Really, in spite of us, that's um, uh, Romans 5.8 in spite, not because of what we've done. And there's just going to be some seasons we're noticing um, in, in, our, in our marriage that someone has to hold the rock and someone has to say, I, I love you regardless of what you can do for me. Um, and, uh, and I imagine there, we're going to have a lot more of those. That was the first 20. I imagine the next 20 uh, plus are going to have even more. Of those, where there's just seasons that we're going to have to hold the yeah. rock. And that whole equitable kind of keeping score thing, I was thinking, if you truly are viewing each other as an us, as a team, like there's no sides on it, you know? And so you're viewing, I mean, what I'm going through is we're going through it together. And so just that, um, as you just a long-term commitment to this thing, and you're viewing each other as an us for the long haul, um, then there's no really sides to take. Because that would, my bent is to compare to other people and kind of keep track, you know, and things. But just to go, if, if we're a team and we're, we're one, um, then that just kind of does away with a lot of that. Um, so a great verse here, Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Um, I mean, Christ was the ultimate picture of that, carrying, carrying others' burdens, carrying our burdens every day. And so just for our spouse to carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Right. So imagine you've got a backpack with some rocks in it, and like, that was on your back. I'll hold it for a while. I can hold it for a season. I might not be able to hold it like, you know, for 10 years, but I can hold it for a while. Be free, you know. And, um, and, and so I, I think it's just something that, that we're learning. So. Um, so the last thing is, um, you know, we all have the marriage that we really want. Um, and so John will explain that a little bit. Yeah, so here, here's the idea. Um, Pam and I's marriage is as good as we want it to be. Right? That's ex- I mean, exactly as good as we want it to be. Now, we might hope for a lot more, but it's as good as we want it to be, right? Uh, I weigh exactly as much as I want to weigh, right? Because if I wanted to shed a few more pounds, I would just eat less, right? So I obviously don't want, I don't want to weigh five pounds less than I do. Um, I, weigh, I weigh exactly as much as I want uh, to weigh, and I've just noticed a lot, of, a lot of times in marriages, a lot of us spend a lot of time just kind of griping about, oh, we're, you know, we're not this, we're not that, she's not this. And um, so if both parties are willing, and that's, that's an if, right? but if both, both people are saying, hey, we want a great marriage, um, I would just say that I, I feel like 
um, we have we have the marriage um, that we want that we we have stated to each other that we want. Um, even though I think we hope a lot more. So there's, I wish I was kinder uh, to Pam. I'm as kind as I want to be uh, currently until, until I want uh, to be more, until I understand uh, more of what God wants and I actually do something about it. Okay? So like a good illustration of that is our lawn. Now, our lawn and our garden, I would hope, I would hope for a great lawn and a great garden. Okay? Uh, that is not what we have had uh, the last kind of the last several years. We have prioritized lots of things, but our front yard has not been uh, one of them, right? And so uh, two years ago, like during the drought, we had like some, uh, some of those grubs just kind of wipe out uh, one, one, uh, one little corner uh, of our yard. Uh, had a sprinkler system, a sprinkler head that broke, and I kind of got to it pretty late, and so there was just this big brown spot uh, there in our garden in front. You know, we didn't plant any flowers, anything like that, and in fact, we've got these... Um, I mean, it's just like a colossal mess. These these um, little bushes that, like the previous owner was playing a joke on us. He he must have planted those on the way out, you know, uh, to teach us something. And um, and they're just all gnarled and they're a mess. And so we 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 really, I mean, honestly, that's that's the lawn we wanted. We gave it as much time as we wanted to. We prioritized it just as much as we wanted to. Now I'd hoped for something better, but I'd not gotten out there and done anything about it. Uh, all I had done was just kind of hoped and driven by and like, dude, our yard, our yard's a mess. So as, as a family, we kind of drove a stake in the ground um, this spring and said, you know what? Uh, next year, we're going to have yard of the month. And you, you, that's exactly yard what, of the year at first. Yeah. And we said, let's just take it down a little bit. How about of the month? Yeah. Uh, but my kids did what, what you did. They laughed, right? <laughs> <laughs> they totally laughed. They were, we're, out, we're outside and they just laughed. And, um, you know, and I said, well... Um, I think I think it would be great if we just kind of prioritize this a little bit more, and let's let's spend a little more time uh, out here and um, a little more intentionality, and get the yard uh, that we want. Now, the yard we we really really want is on the way. It's not it's not going to happen this summer, and it probably won't even happen uh, the summer after that. But eventually, we are going to get to uh, the yard we want because of some intentionality. And like literally, I'm out there. Uh, with the, those those roots, um, it, too much for a tiller, and so uh, if you guys know what like um, uh, sawzall is, I'm out there like cutting these roots in my garden, and I've got blisters and things like that before I can even plant. It's a, it's a it's a big mess. But someday, uh, because what that's what we really want, uh, that is exactly what we will have. And so we've been walk, driving around in the neighborhood, like looking at different plants, and like we want that, we want that. And uh, and we'll we'll plant it um, in, in our garden, and we will have we will have the yard, and we will have the garden uh, that, that we want. So, yeah. And so, Second um, John um, verse six just says, "And this is love that we walk in obedience to His commands. If we love God, we obey Him." And um, Eugene Peterson, who wrote the Message version of the Bible, says that long he talks about long obedience in the same direction. And so um, to have the relationship with the Lord that we want, it's long, this obedience, just kind of this long intentionality. And then that leads to the relationship with a spouse that we truly want. And like John said, hope for, um, but the way you'll get it is just this obedience and the love that comes from Christ. And so just that daily intentionality. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've just had this thought recently, like when I see something in a couple that I, that I, like that would be great. Well, I just feel like, what would it look like to make that a practice, or make that a habit, or make that part of our our lives? I want to kind of plant that thing in my uh, in my garden, and I want that. I, I want that. 
and I, I've begun now to give it intentionality. I feel more spontaneity, more fun, more humor, uh, more kindness, more thoughtfulness. Um, I will just go get that and, and make that a part of, uh, of our garden. That's, that's kind of what I want. I'll give it the intentionality. Um, it's going to take time, right? It's going to take time for our front lawn and our garden. And for some of us, it's going to take a while uh, for our marriage. But if that's what we want, we will end up, I'm telling you, we will end up with the marriages that we want. We will end up with the gardens and the front yards that we want. Several years, many years ago, we were in uh, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Island, um, which is off the, uh, the coast of like um, Washington. And I remember this was back in the days, like folded maps and tour guides, you know, um, or tour, like little tour books and things like that. And we were looking for something. I don't know what it was we were looking for, but kind of going through um, this little neighborhood. It's that house made out of rocks. We're, yeah, we're looking for this. Yeah, some house made out of rocks. It was rock. after we found. Just the side note, sorry. This the skinniest office building in the world um, yeah. is in also in Vancouver. If you ever want to know, John loves stuff like that. <laughs> don't you wish so you were my family? After that, yeah. um, we were looking for the house made out of rocks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like between here and there, and there's a like, house made of rocks. Well, why would you? Why would you not? Why would you not go see that? Um, so we're we're looking for it, and I'm driving, and. I remember looking over, you know, like there's four of us actually, and everyone's trying to figure out, you know, which way the map. And I look over, I mean, like no kidding, I saw the most beautiful garden that I, I, I'd ever seen, you know, probably still to this day. And the climate up there, anything will grow. Um, and so I, while they're talking, I was just totally captivated by this garden. I, I'm in the middle of the middle of the road. I put it in park. Uh, and just drove, just started walking, you know, like a moth to a flame in this garden, just, just taking it all in, you know. And I hear them chatter and chatter, and and I was like, "Come, come, look at this!" And so they took it and parked, parked the car, and we went and uh, just kind of just stood, like, literally, like in awe of this garden. And I mean, stuff that I don't even—I'd never seen some of this stuff ever before. It was—I mean, there's colors everywhere. Everything was beautifully manicured and green, and then out popped. Um, the couple from behind the house, and they came and, uh, you know, hey, can we help you? And I was like, hey, we were just looking at your garden. Well, they swung the fence open and uh, just gave us a tour, uh, you know, 360 of their house. And when I think garden, like, I, I just think you put something in the ground and turn the sprinkler system on auto. You know, that's kind of the extent, maybe you put something down once, and that's kind of the stint, extent I thought of gardening. Man, these guys... It was, I mean, it was like a religion um, to them. And so it was 365 uh, they had been working uh, on this thing. And they talked about, like, the soil for this plant, how they had to get it just right, and how many years it took them to get that right, and how, you know, these plants here, they had to to grow them, you know, last summer to get the saplings to hit hit this thing, and on and on and on and on and on. They just walked around. I was totally blown away. And I remember they took, they looked at us, and they said, well, because we were on like a week's vacation, they said, so like, who's taking care of your garden? <laughs> we're not those kind of gardeners, you know. <laughs> our, gardener de- our garden doesn't look, uh, doesn't look like that, you know. And, and I, really think, I really think marriage is much the same way. Right? If we want something beautiful, uh, we just got to get out there and work it. Right? We got to get, with, with God's help, right? So God... God doesn't ask us just to kind of gut it out. I take it that if God wants us to have the oneness that he desired, he's going to help us do those things, right? So we're to humble ourselves before him. But we don't just get, we don't get a great marriage by just turning the, the sprinkler system on auto uh, once or twice a week. It, it just takes a lot of work. 
And, uh, and I think currently, Pam and I have a lot of room to grow. Um, but we've got the marriage we want, um, because if, if we wanted something more, and we, we hope for more, uh, we would have worked harder at it. And so as we're thinking and kind of recalibrating for the next 20 years, we've just got some, some real intentional gardening left to do um, so that we, get, we actually get to the place that we, that we had hoped for. Um, but it's going to take some time. Okay. So for many of you, your, uh, your marriage looks like my garden, <laughs> right? And uh, there's a lot of roots and weeds and uh, who knows what else in there. But I'm telling you, if you work it and you stay at it, and that's the thing that you want, you plant what you see in other gardens in your garden uh, over time. I think you'll have something pretty amazing that I think will give God a lot of glory and it'll give you uh, a lot of joy. Okay, let's pray. So, Father, we do. Um, we just praise you, first of all, that you um, are sovereign. I just was thinking earlier that you know every person in here, and you know their exact story and every intimate detail about them, and you love each of them. Um, no matter where we all are, you love us all individually. Um, and Father, we just thank you for the um, just the idea of marriage and that you care um, more about our marriages than even we do. Um, and Father, just that sense that you joined us together when we said I do. And so it's a big deal to you um, that we not only just stick it out, but that we um, bring glory to you and joy to ourselves in our marriage. And so, Father, you've given us um, through your word. And through your spirit and through your people, um, the ability to have a great marriage that blesses us, blesses others, and glorifies you. And I just pray that you would give um, every couple in here just the desire for the next step, just a little bit of hope, um, a little bit of um, just forgiveness, um, just whatever you know they individually need. And so just thank you for this night and these people that are here and just for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.